The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Two men who assisted the Hutch criminal gang in the murder of David Byrne at the Regency Hotel are due back in court today for their sentence hearing. Last month, Jason Bonney of Drumline Road in Port Marnock in Dublin and Paul Murphy of Cherry Avenue Swords in County Dublin were convicted of facilitating the murder through the provision of getaway vehicles back in February of 2016. Jerry, the monk Hutch, also stood trial before the Special Criminal Court, albeit for more serious uh, crimes, that of murder, crime of which he was committed. Our courts correspondent Frank Graney joins me now. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Pass. Now, we'll talk about the two men uh, who will be before the court for sentencing shortly, but let's start with the news that Jerry Hutch is going to apply to have his legal bills paid by the state. Any idea what that might be? Because I've seen estimates of 400,000. Knowing what lawyers charge, that seems a bit low, given the length of the trial. Yeah, I saw that figure being bounced around myself and it does seem uh, to be on the lower end. But I suppose it does depend who you ask, because the calculation of legal fees is a complicated exercise and it can vary wildly depending on the length of the case and the complexity of the case. Obviously, the longer and more complex a case is, the higher the legal bill is going to be at the end. The general consensus when it comes to running a murder case before the central criminal court, before a judge and jury, is somewhere between four and five grand per day for a senior and a junior barrister. So I'd expect it to be roughly the same before the non-jury special criminal court, which is where Jerry Hutch was tried and subsequently acquitted of that murder charge. His trial ran for 52 days. So you're looking at about a quarter of a million euro on court days alone. But that doesn't include things like solicitor's fees and the costs of preparing for the case beforehand. And given again how long this case would run on for and how complex it was, you would imagine that there was a lot of preparation put in place before the trial opened. Jerry Hutch's defence team, which was led by senior counsel Brendan Gren, would have put in a huge amount of work long before that opening day. In fact, that work started almost as soon as Jerry Hutch touched back on Irish soil, having been extradited mm. from Spain in September of 2021. And given the fact that Jonathan Dowdall turned state witness at the 11th hour, they would have had the added expense of having to prepare for his evidence because it essentially made a change of tactics in terms of how they approached the case. And again, that happened right at the buzzer on the eve of the trial getting underway. So taking all of that into account, you wouldn't have much change out of half a million euro. Uh, But again, that's just speculation. The devil Mm. is always in the detail and each case has its own specific needs, obviously. Now, if uh, the court kind of lays down limits, upper limits as to what might be paid, uh, you can do that calculation. It doesn't mean that uh, someone who is on trial and who's either acquitted or found guilty um, wouldn't be paying them more anyway, you know, paying them an extra amount on top of what the state would allow. Yes, perhaps. Again, look, we're just speculating. No, I'm, you know, I'm just saying that a... if the state only allows a certain amount and, uh, you know, some of the lawyers, I don't know, some are more expensive than others. I'm not sure in this case how expensive people are. But it's possible that uh, an acquitted person, if they have the resources, would be topping up the fees that the state paid. Absolutely. Always a possibility that there might be some sort of an arrangement made between an accused person and his or her 
council in relation to fees, particularly if, as expected, there is some sort of a cap put on how mm. much the state is willing to pay. Now, um, would Gerard Touch have to appear in court today? He is under no obligation to appear in court today. He's entitled to, obviously, but doesn't have to be there as such. And I'd be very surprised if he did show up. It is um, or was widely believed that he'd leave the country after being acquitted. As I mentioned, he was extradited from Spain back in 2021. A lot of people suspect that he might return to Spain after walking free from the courthouse uh, last month. But as I understand, he hasn't left Dublin. He shaved his beard and got a haircut almost as soon as he left at the courthouse. And he has been spotted out about a few times since. He's been photographed. He's appeared in some of the newspapers. But I highly doubt that Jerry Hutch will return to the CCJ complex again today. He's a, his application is just listed for mention today. So there's no need for him to be there, really. Yeah. And will the whole matter be thrashed out in open court, do you think? I think it will eventually. Uh, again, it's just listed for mention today. You know, um, it's it's not that common that someone before the courts on a criminal charge will pay to defend their own case. It's all means tested. Most people don't have the financial ability to pay for their own uh, defence. Anyone accused of a crime in this country, as we all know, is entitled to a defence, but the state usually ends up paying us through the legal aid scheme. So this application is quite rare in my experience. Jerry Hutch never applied for legal aid, uh, but now that he has been acquitted, he'll argue that he shouldn't be left uh, to foot the bill. I've never covered an application like this in the criminal sphere. Uh, Cost applications and hearings uh, like this are far more common in the civil courts, but the rules are a little bit more straightforward there with costs uh, usually following the event, which essentially means that the loser pays the bill. Jerry, I should say, has already had to dip into his own pocket in relation to these proceedings because you may remember he took a case all the way to the Supreme Court challenging the jurisdiction of the special criminal court to hear his case. He essentially wanted it to go before a jury of his peers, but he was unsuccessful. And in the end, he was ordered to pay half his costs for that. Now, uh, in this case, uh, the the judges will be asked to look at uh, the application on his behalf to get the legal fees uh, retrieved. Uh, The judges... I mean, it was an acquittal. He was acquitted of murder. He was not uh, brandishing a weapon on that day in the Regency Hotel. Um, In their summation, they didn't actually vindicate his total involvement at some level in the case. Would that have a bearing on an issue of costs or would it simply be narrowed down to the charge uh, which was made against him and of which he was acquitted? Again, time will tell, but I assume, yes, Jerry Hutch was facing a very specific allegation in that he was one of two men dressed in tactical gear, armed with AK-47s, who shot David Byrne in the reception area of the Regency Hotel back in February of 2016. A very specific charge, one that he pleaded not guilty to, one that he strongly defended and in the end was successful, or I should say the prosecution was unsuccessful in proving its case beyond a reasonable doubt. And that will obviously, you would assume, feed into the narrative when the issue of costs is eventually dealt with by the judges of the Special Criminal and, Court. Uh, as you say, time will tell uh, when we hear the deliberations of uh, those judges. Now, uh, the court is turning its attention to Jason Bonney and Paul Murphy. Uh, remind us of uh, what their roles were in what happened at the Regency Hotel. Well, you know, you, you, you could be forgiven for forgetting that there were, other, there were two other men on trial with Jerry Hutch, I suppose, because of the focus he got during the trial. But again, he was facing that more serious charge of murder, which, as you say, he was acquitted of. There were two others in the dock, Jason Bonney and Paul Murphy, both facing and both subsequently convicted of the same charge, that of facilitating the murder of David Byrne by essentially assisting 
the Hutch criminal gang behind the attack through the provision of of getaway vehicles. The evidence against uh, Jason Bonney related to CCTV footage of his black BMW X5 Jeep driving around the north inner city of Dublin in the um, lead up to the shooting, parking at a car park at St. Vincent's GA Park. And this was where a convoy of vehicles, including his and Paul Murphy's, waited for the hit team to leave the burning van um, that they had left the Regency Hotel in. And they essentially were accused of and again subsequently found guilty of taking uh, um, a number of the hit team away from the scene. Jason Bonney in his defence claimed that his late father, William, was driving the Jeep that day, said that he wasn't driving it and even called witnesses to support that claim. The prosecution called a rebuttal witness. Jason Bonney's brother-in-law said that he had spent uh, the afternoon of the 5th of February 2016 with Jason Bonney's late father, William. The court did not accept his alibi evidence. In fact, they criticised him for trying to implicate his late father. They were satisfied that he was the sole driver of the Jeep on the day in question. And they went further. They said they were satisfied with the evidence that uh, Kevin Flatcap Murray, the one of the only known gunmen, and um, they were satisfied that he got into Jason Bonney's after the attack because he was seen on CCTV mm-hmm. footage doing so. The case against Paul Murphy was a little bit more complicated. He had used his taxi and he challenged his the identification of his taxi and CCTV evidence. He also called evidence there were some fare receipts seized from his taxi that suggested that he was on jobs during times relevant to the attack. But the court was satisfied that those taxi receipts were not genuine, that they perhaps misled the court, as was alleged by the prosecution. And he, too, was was found guilty. So both of them were taken into custody for the first time last month as Jerry Hutch walked straight out the front door of the CCJ. They were taken to custody for the first time and their sentence hearing is due to take place today. We may hear victim impact statements from David Byrne's family, I suspect, Mm -hmm sentencing will possibly be reserved until a later date. All right. And what is the maximum they might face for these charges? It's a good question, Pat. I'll have to check that out. Actually, I haven't I, I haven't a clue at the moment, but um, that will all be flesh, flashed out in court again today. The Obviously, the more serious charge was murder. The two men were accused of and convicted of the facilitation charge. And the judges will ask the DPP, specifically Sean Galan, who prosecuted the case, for the maximum penalty available to the court. They'll thrash out aggravating and mitigating factors. Clearly, the fact that both men um, contested the charges, as was their right, but they won't have available to them the discount that a plea would give them a mitigation. So you'd imagine the prosecutor be putting forward the case to give them as close to, if not the maximum penalty available to the court. Frank Rainey, our court's correspondent. Frank, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.